is a therapeutic philosophy dedicated to helping individuals flourish and become empowered. I am Lisa Darvaniza, counsellor and psychotherapist and the founder of Awareness Work. It is my great pleasure to be your host and guide today as we explore the magnificence of you. Can you give the listeners some insight into the work that you do now and the trail that you followed followed to get yourself, I guess, where you are today? Um, mm-hmm. Just an insight into the modalities you've practiced and that you still live by. So I'm a counsellor and a psychotherapist trained in Western counseling and applied psychotherapy I have a master's in in that and I've been on quite a long journey for you know at least 20 years um, from when I was quite a young person um, to sort of find out how we can free ourselves up more Mm. you know as as humanity you know from a young age I always sensed that um, you know, people weren't as happy as they could be. And I really have always wanted to get to the bottom of that Mm. and find out why that is and how we can maximise, you know, our sense of freedom, um, understanding, um, potential, uh, you know, just live lives that are fulfilling and happy, essentially. So, um, you know, with that sort of question guiding me I set off on a global sort of tour and I really um, put that question first and I studied with lots of different mentors therapists healers uh, from many different traditions um, for many years for sort of 10 years full-time and I assembled you know, um, my understanding of what what is going on and how how firstly I could help myself to come through some of the limitations I felt within myself mm. um, and then be able to pass that on to others. So I've been doing that for over 20 years now and I have a private practice based in Sydney but seeing clients online all throughout Australia and internationally. And I work with people, um, you know, over a span of time to really help them to free up Mm. and come through what, what, you know, the difficulties that they might be having. And I use many different perspectives and change philosophies to do that. Mm. Mm. Thank you. Um, can I ask too, cause I'm curious, was there a, when you were, when you were first starting this journey, was there a turning point mm-hmm. for you? Was there like, a a certain thing that you kind of first mm. woke up to? I don't really like using that word woke, woke, like yeah. I mean woke, yeah. but was it, was there one thing that kind of clicked over for you one day when you're like, wow, this is, this is what I want to do. And and that kind of started that. Yeah, I think um, one of the early sort of understandings I began to have, which really fueled my journey, was I began to really, you know, the problems I could feel myself having and the problems I could see other people having, I began to question whether they were ultimately true and ultimately mine. Mm. So rather than assuming I was broken and I needed fixing and there was something I was lacking, which I sort of, you know, I began began with that mindset, which I think many of us do. Mm. I think that's in our culture very much that, you know, there's something wrong with the individual. Mm. I think the way, um, you know, um, the mental health is set up in Western culture is very... Um, 
assuming that, that, that there's an intrapsychic deficit in some way, so something wrong, something's broken, something needs fixing. So I started to um, really question that. Mm. Wow, so question, questioning that, that the bigger mm-hmm. picture instead of making it about yourself, that's huge yeah. awareness to yeah. have as a young person. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was, I was, I was um, yeah, quite young when I started to really question that. And in that questioning, it sort of led me beyond um, where I might have, you know, ended up sort of halting mm. my inquiry. So, um, yeah, that, that's one thing that occurs to me when you ask me that, Delaney, about what sort of thing you know woke me up as you said yeah yeah I like that um so all right so my first question is let's Mm. talk a bit about baggage and this is a word that I've become really familiar with since working with you over the past year or more yeah just over a year Mm. and I was quite um I was quite stubborn and and resistant to 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 see to see you or just any professional really because I was in this kind of belief that that um yeah kind of that victim-y I'd blame if if there was any issue, I would kind of blame what was going on outside instead of realizing that I could take responsibility and take my power back. But um, mm. Will highly recommended you and said that you're amazing. So I did, and I'm so glad I did because my life has just transformed in um, yeah in over a year, and I'm so grateful for the work that you do and the clarity mm. and the empowerment that you. Um, just have shown me and um, mm. awakened and awakened in me. So, yeah, back to baggage. Um, if you could come, thanks. thanks for that acknowledgement, Delaney. And yeah, just to also acknowledge how far you've come from when I first started working to, with you to now. <laughs> you've really moved mountains, I think. Thank you. And um, you know, you've got that inner tenacity to keep going and break through those barriers, and I've really seen you do that. So good on you thank you yeah there were a few uncomfortable moments um in the early stages where you really had to pull mm-hmm. into line lovingly and I'm so glad you did and mm-hmm. yeah that mm-hmm. kind of tenacity to even though I'm so uncomfortable and so triggered and so challenged by the conversation mm-hmm. and the sessions we're having mm-hmm. it was really yeah. about kind of, go on I think, you know, what you're talking about there, the challenge point was around um, you essentially believing that the the blocks that you're experiencing were you, mm. were part of your nature. And I think the challenge I was giving you was around opening to the possibility that that might not be you. Yeah. Exactly. You know, something, a, a limitation that you've gotten very used to, but that there was something on the other side of that. And that can be a challenging point mm. when we've really um, identified with limited ways of being for a long time. You know, we take on limitation in our families, you know, from our culture, um, usually without realising it. Exactly. And we play out that limitation in our life. Um, until you know we have i think the vision or the strength or the courage to go beyond those points which does require us to <clears throat> uh, recognize that they're not our essential nature so i think those challenging points was perhaps me holding that that point for you or that possibility for you yeah yeah and would that be right yeah, for sure. And I even remember saying, I got transported back then to saying this to you on that day, like, but it mm. felt like me. It felt like me for so long yeah. to have that armoring mm. and that kind of just mm. felt a bit like 
masculine but not in a healthy way just this is self-protection and I'm like but I think it thought it was me I thought that was I was Mm. so familiar with it and yeah it really kind of Mm. just gave me that space to kind of see that it wasn't and yeah it's Mm. um Mm. so if you could um yeah just paint a a picture for me I'm quite a visual learner and I, I kind of mm-hmm. see, see baggage in a way instead of kind of hearing uh, yeah. about it if you could kind of paint a picture of, of are we are we born with baggage if not how does it come in and then yeah if you could talk a little bit about it hmm. So, you know, from my understanding, particularly from working with many hundreds of people who have, you know, lots of various difficulties going on, all humans have difficulties. So the people I work with aren't particularly troubled. You know, I tend to work with people who sense there's more to life. So in a way they're, um, you know, perhaps less troubled than someone who is, you know, in pure survival mode. So, um from working with many people deeply, I um, have come to understand that the person's problem is not who they are. Mm. So that there's a good person within each person. You know, at the heart of things, people are good. Mm. And I've seen that over and over again. I've never not seen that. Mm. So no matter how cranky or angry or dysfunctional or, 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 you know, someone is, underneath all that, there's a reason why they're holding that. It always makes sense. And underneath, there's a very good person. Mm-hmm. So to me, I sort of have come to see it um, as, you know, there's, there's a good person. So perhaps the person who, um, you know, like a, a newborn baby, is very good is usually very happy um and then there's the baggage that overlays that good person so this is a premise i use to help people separate from the difficulties so that they can transcend it mm. so um the baggage could possibly be all of the little upsets that build in life you know from childhood and it's no one's fault it's not it's not the family's fault or the parents' fault, but everyone's in this same boat. So this, um, this, these hurts, these upsets, these misunderstandings start to build up and um, sort of over time cover over the good person, you know, the person who had the good intention, the happiness, the joy, the love for others um, tends to get covered up over time as these misunderstandings sort of build up um so these misunderstandings yes can be passed on and usually are passed on through families as well so we take on our families collective misunderstandings or hurts you know in psychotherapy we call this intergenerational dysfunction or trauma and i think um from my perspective in the western culture um there is a lot of um, generational trauma. Mm. You know, there's not, um, I wouldn't call the Western culture a very functional culture in a holistic sense. Mm. There's a lot of um, wealth and and money, Mm. you know, compared to many other um, cultures. But the, I think there's a high degree of, intergenerational dysfunction so dysfunction that gets passed down the line so um you know to me that explains the high level of anxiety these days it's so common you know young people younger and younger very stressed and um i think in my perspective that dysfunction is getting worse as a culture yeah yeah, I agree. Um, is it, I just wanted to ask, is it the, you, when you say the misunderstandings, would the baggage be mm. there if we weren't making a story out of it? And therefore, does it, does the baggage build up and get lo- locked in the body because of the mind and, and because of a story? Or 
or like I think uh, hmm yeah are you talking about sort of uh, like uh, seeing things from a victim perspective where yeah yeah like story... when like even young children when you when yeah they they get hurt or they perceived hurt and you mm. said it is a yeah. it is misunderstanding is it does the baggage get locked and accumulated in the body because of the mind and because of our beliefs if if we if the mind wasn't involved or if the beliefs didn't kind of if we didn't turn inward on ourselves would the pain have freedom to move out i think it's a pretty complex question and there's different levels to understand all different components and how this sort of structure of dysfunction works in my opinion but um i think yeah seeing things from a victim perspective is part of that yeah. so where we perceive that something's been done to us and we've had no power in that situation um that can stop us from moving on you know not to deny the reality of victimhood because that's very real you know terrible crimes are happening all the time and there's certainly victims to those crimes but from a larger perspective um there's power to get back where we have um you know locked things in because of our extreme hurt yeah. and uh, part of my work with people is helping them to just loosen up that hurt so that they can feel it um, you know, with, with someone with them. Mm. And in doing that, new understandings about the situation start to come in, which um, give the person more of their power back. Yes. And something that I feel like you've said to me a few times is really creating a, a gentle unraveling and a gentle space and, and working chipping away slowly so there's like a steady foundation mm. um mm. yeah yeah i think that's important stability i talk about stability in the change process being very important mm. so we don't want to we're already going in to address the sort of instabilities that we hold within from past upsets or situations that were very difficult we want to um, free up the hurt and get new, new, fresh understanding about those upsets that will give us more stability and sort of heal them. You know, this is what psychotherapy and counselling is really about. But to do that, we want to do it, in my opinion, um, you know, sort of steadily and safely, one little step at a time. Yeah. Because um, there's already instability there. We don't want to create more through very sudden or um, you know, change that's too, um, too fast. So we're just going, yeah, creating stability in the change process is really important. We wanna feel more and more stable yeah. as we're um, freeing up these past hurts. Yeah, and I've really felt the benefit in working with you because I have this kind of, um, <laughs> I've had this issue with patients and I remember saying, come on, let's just like, get it done, <laughs> just heal me. Like that's the kind of mentality I came in with, just just a quick yeah. fix. And I think that's kind of the issue a lot with our culture and society mm. today is, is getting that kind of quick fix. But also something I've seen in um, the new age realm is, is, is kind of like rip, a ripping the Band-Aid off too soon and the scab hasn't fully mm. healed and it just leaves you feeling more mm. raw and exposed and vulnerable. And I mm. definitely had mm. experienced that before working with you, like going to these mm. certain workshops and classes where I I'd felt completely blown open and exposed with no real understanding mm. and anything to hold mm. on to. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds very unpleasant. Delaney and yeah I think that that is true going too fast is not a good idea um, yeah as I said it, it doesn't need to be that way yeah and do you think it's possible in your experience to do this work solo or is this is the only way to, to have um, an expert or a guide helping 
Mm, good question. I think, you know, humanity is set up to be interdependent. So I do think we depend on each other for our growth to, you know, some extent. So, um, yeah, I've definitely had, you know, fantastic teachers myself helping me to bridge those gaps in my understanding and um, ability to operate well. And um, I think it's a great idea to, to get the help from someone who's already done the work um, and, you know, really knows how to pass that on quickly. Because I think, you know, part of the benefit is, you know, as long as it took me to sort of heal these inner blocks that I've had, and, and you know, the journey's not over at all, but uh, um, I think, uh, I can talk about that in a minute, actually, but there's, you know, I think there's um, some deep work to be done for a time, and then you can sort of free free up, yeah. and that the, there's an end to that deeper work. I probably should address that in a minute, but... Um, so yeah, as long as it took me to do that work, you know, I think I can pass it on much quicker. And that's part of what I enjoy is being able to pass that on to people in a much, much quicker way than it took me to um, understand. So um, yeah, I think having help is fantastic. It's a, a smart move. And yeah, I don't see getting help as um, a weak thing to do. I do see that as a strong thing to do. That's yeah. sort of smart. That's working strategically yeah, to you know, be the best person yes. you can be. Yeah. Yeah. It's smart. It's mature. I feel like, yeah, hmm. it's the responsible thing to do. That's... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You're welcome to go into that, the side note that you just made. Um, yeah. So um, I think, you know, from, from my understanding there, um, you know, I've talked about this accumulation of baggage. So I think there comes a time in a person's lifespan, hopefully, you know, towards the earlier years, where um, doing some inner work is a requirement of um, really getting your power back and reducing this sort of baggage that has amassed through um, childhood and into adulthood. Mm -hmm. So um, that's generally what I'm doing with people. I'm working with them for a time to really reduce this, um, you know, what I call the baggage, just for simplicity's sake. Mm -hmm. um, and once that's done, I, I think that's a permanent, uh, a permanent change. Um, I think life is still challenging at times thereafter, but I once the baggage is um, worked on actively and understood and really reduced, I think the suffering of life is much less. Mm. So, you know, a lot of us are walking around with, you know, quite deep suffering. We're falling into um, anxiety or depressions that last days or weeks or months. Um, you know, we've got limitations or fears that just aren't going away. There's old situations or past hurts or relationship hurts that we feel quite crippled by in different ways. So um, what I'm saying is these are all things that can be cleared up permanently to a large degree. Mm. There might still be some what I call baggage remaining, but um, I think we can work through the bulk of it. I know I've worked through a, a, a bulk of mine. I still have ongoing lessons and challenges in life for sure. But the suffering that I experienced as a younger person is no more, you know, since I've done that um, deep inner work. And that's what clients are routinely experiencing in my private practice is that they're really getting on the other side of that um, deeper suffering and getting understanding for what that was about. You might want to talk about that a bit, Delaney, yeah, if you can answer yeah. to that thing someone who's worked with me. Definitely. That's what I kind of felt compelled to share then was, yeah, yeah. just, and I see it as a baggage. I see it as a big tight knot. And I remember you trying to kind of getting your hands together and making two, like a one fists. And you said that yeah. it's about kind of just loosening up this big ball of even rubber bands, those big rubber band balls. It's very, yeah. very visual yeah. for me. It's about 
take yeah. back and yeah. kind of creating space so things can flow mm. more freely. And for me, yeah. my big baggage clump um, <laughs> was this kind of childhood wounding and this self-fulfilling mm. prophecy of these certain beliefs that I held. And the thing that really brought it up for me, because I was single for a while and it wasn't really present. Mm. It would kind of play out subtly. Um, mm. But since being in a relationship and going quite deep in that relationship with my partner, mm. my baggage was coming up like hard and strong. And it felt like a mm. possession in a sense. Like I felt like it, mm. it would get triggered and poked constantly. And mm. it would, I would change. I would just go into this self-protection mode and be blaming and see my partner as this perpetrator of the pain that I was experiencing. Mm. But it wasn't from that mm. actual event. It was from the tight knot that I was carrying around being mm. a wounded child. Mm. Um, mm. And it was so strong and, and it wanted to, I feel like it wanted to stay hidden. It was trying to keep me protected. I know that too. It's not a bad thing, even though it can sometimes feel really dark. If for me it did, mm. but I also know that it was everything. Mm. Um, mm. But yeah, mm. it, it kept trying to leave and make Will, my partner, the bad guy. And I'd be like, mm. no, I'm mm. not doing this. He's hurting me. When really mm. working with you, you showed me that actually mm. I, I'm, I had to see the hard stuff and there was many tears mm. and realization, mm. but I also mm. got this perspective of, wow, that's not actually the truth and it freed up. And I was able to see mm. from a broader perspective from mm. a, a seat of awareness, essentially that an awareness that hadn't been there before. Mm. Um, yeah yeah and isn't it wonderful when you get an awareness beyond where you've been at like a glimpse into um, something beyond the dysfunction that you've been living in it's a, quite a relief it's such I a think. relief and it's and it feels mm. so there's like nothing to be scared of you know that's what mm. it feels like for me even I had relationship stuff but I also had health anxiety stuff that you helped me with and just feeling really powerless in, in, mm. in becoming ill. And yeah, mm. I, I kind of was able to get my power back in that too and see that these weren't, mm. these weren't just my beliefs. These were cultural beliefs. And um, mm. yeah, it's kind of just this mm. of, of, wow, not, the fear isn't real. It's, um, mm. Yeah. Isn't that great? And is your, um, do you feel less suffering in general now? Yeah, I do. I do. I still have days. And I still have my emotions, but there's not a, there's not a big story around it. There's not um, a big heaviness. Um, mm. It just kind of has more space to move through. And mm. I remember you saying mm. that baggages are always going to be there because I'd have days where I like, wasn't doing anything or wasn't on purpose and you'd be like oh well that you're more likely to pick up your bags and your baggage if you're not mm. here and on purpose and, and thinking about how you can serve humanity as well mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I think there's something that um, I've noticed and a lot of other therapists have also um, made important is the um, you know having a sense of purpose in life or um you know a, a bigger picture meaning mm. meaningful life living a meaningful life you know driving towards something bigger than ourselves in some way lends us the energy to be moving you know past some of the um the, the things that might otherwise stop us if we didn't have that that bigger call happening so i think yeah i think that is um, an aspect of living the good life is having that sense of purpose. Yeah, yeah. Or creating that, you know. We don't have to know exactly what our purpose is. I think that that can be um, confusing to people because then people are waiting for a, a purpose to drop out of the sky. But, um, you know, a, 
a sense of service or serving something greater than ourselves and yeah. usually in the area of our passion Definitely. and you know um creating that if, if nothing's coming to us maybe creating something for ourselves yeah definitely um yeah I agree with the whole purpose thing I think there's a lot of pressure to find your purpose then live that out and from what I've found is it's just about having like for me I follow these like little nudges of of joy and curiosity where it's like oh, I'll do that and then mm. and I'll do that and then I like like to share that and you know, I think that's, yeah, just to anyone's listening is just following, yeah, the, or creating something and seeing how it goes. And at least it's, mm, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you do that very much. I've seen you live from um, your sense of service and um, sharing into a bigger picture, which I think is why you, you do this podcast, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really love it. And, yeah, it's just something mm. that, yeah, brings me a lot of joy too. But it's also mm. about um, helping others because I know how isolating sometimes it can feel living in this culture where we don't talk about these sort of things on the daily. And mm. it's yeah. so nourishing to have um, real conversation. Mm. And yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yep, good on you. Um, cool. Let me see where we're up to. Hmm. So my next question was about, um, cool. So how can we best empower ourselves when seeing and dealing with other people's baggage, whether that's in a relationship or in the workplace or just in our daily lives, um, from an, yeah, from an empowered and loving perspective, obviously not seeing I know it can go the other way where it's like from a not loving perspective and just calling people out on their shit in not a really nice way. Um, mm. So I just wanted to be, yeah, clear on that, mm. that question, how to, how to see it, yeah. see baggage. And like we talked about last time in our session and kind of make it um, how it can be not a big, heavy, scary thing. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, we all have it, this dysfunction, you know, we all have it to a degree, some to more of a degree than others. Um, I think it's the remembering that there's a good person inside that's mm. just been burnt in some way, that's had some hardship they haven't been able to get through. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so it's really that um, compassion, you know, that, that Buddhism is so much based on the loving kindness to others. Um, but also being clear that there is dysfunction there. So mm. not putting on rose colored glasses and calling, you know, the person who's sort of abusive, oh, aren't they lovely? That's just unrealistic. <laughs> so it's being able to see the dysfunction and, um, you know, hold that understanding that there is a good person behind that dysfunction. <clears throat> so, you know, this is where people often say, what you mean even um, a murderer is good inside. Um, you know, I, I, I haven't worked, I don't think, directly with any murderers, mm. people who have murdered. But, um, you know, as I said before, I've never worked with anyone who, once we're at the very sort of bottom of, of the upsets, that I haven't seen a, a good person in there. It's just that some people have gone down very hard or have had very, very abusive lives from early on and... Um, you know, the result of that is a lot of baggage, a lot of protection, a lot of trauma, mm. a lot of dysfunction. So it's, um, yeah, always, I think, being able to hold the vision of both the dysfunction. We want to be very sort of clear with that, you know, because um, dysfunction is always, you know, negative has a negative intention in a way. It has a protective intention for the person. So, yeah. um, you know, it, that, that's potentially harmful to be around, whether it's just energetically or, or you know, even physically. Um, so we want to sort of 
be wise with that and say, yep, that person, they're in a lot of baggage and they'll quite likely, you know, verbally attack me. You know, it's being very real with that and holding the, um, the possibility or the understanding that there is a good person inside somewhere. So just that perception of those two different states um, can actually create a lot of change. So the work that I do with people I call awareness work because we're just changing awareness. So we're changing perception and that is what makes the change in our lives. So rather than having to um, you know, use force or, or techniques we're just wanting to get an awareness mm. shift or a, a shift in our perception. So what I'm proposing here about dealing with other people's baggage is a shift in perception to be able to see, oh, okay, there's a good person in there and there's some pretty mean baggage on top. Mm. So um, there's huge power in um, awareness change or perception change. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, that's really very much where I work with people from is to help get that awareness change. Yeah, and I, I, um, I've experienced that too. Just for me, it was, I had an issue. I thought I was a bad or mean person if I saw mm. um, the negative, the, the opposites of the baggage. Mm. So I'd be like, oh, no, mm. I love and I love them and I forgive them and they're, they're a nice person. And mm. when really I'd start mm. the implode on myself, like you said, I started making it didn't, I'd never come away feeling good or, or empowered. Um, mm. So Yeah, that was a big learning for me, really seeing, seeing the baggage, being discerning and also um, mm. knowing when to speak up with it and mm. um use my voice and say, Hey, actually that's not okay. Hey, that doesn't feel good for mm. me. Um, mm. And that's probably been a really big challenge, but also a really mm. empowering one, one that I'm really kind of enjoying now. It's um, mm. yeah. Mm. Good. And yeah, I, because there is a way to learn how to deal with all this stuff. Yeah. So it's like what you're describing there, you're learning how to um, be with people's dysfunction and have a good outcome. Yes. You know, not to be taken down by it, but be able to navigate it. Mm. Yeah. And like you said too, having the awareness, like that will actually, I see it again as like this laser beam that kind of shoots through all mm. of the shit and hits that spot in them that is inherently good. And even though you may not yeah. feel it in the moment, they 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 would have felt that, and it can create change. Um, even yeah, if you absolutely, feel, yeah, mm. absolutely. Because each you know each person we're we're each stuck in our own baggage. So mm. where we can see each other's baggage more clearly, it's very hard to see our own. Mm. So others can probably see ours better than we can. Yeah. Um, so, you know, remembering, this is the compassion side, remembering that people aren't acting badly because they're, they're bad people. They're actually stuck in dysfunction that comes from their hurt. So they're, they're, um, they're, even though the baggage often has a bite or a roar, mm. um, someone, um, it's, you know, there's insecurity or pain or disempowerment behind that roar. So um, knowing that gives us the tools to navigate it more. And that's something I work with um, my clients on because when we free up our own baggage and we've got the challenge of now, how do we be with, um, you know, everyone else's baggage? So, yeah, there's lessons to learn around all of this. And, and this is, you know, Buddhism really speaks into these areas too. Yeah, and I, that's something that has been a benefit in mine and Will's relationship, both working with you solo and then mm. because that's been freed up, when he's been in baggage, I've been able to go, oh, like I, I know what this is now and then yeah. kind of holding presence and love and not reacting and not, it's not just a baggage fight. It's like one person's yeah. in awareness and is able to love the other person through it, but also see it and show them and not show them, just, ref just guide in a sense. 
And Will's, that's really what's helped me when I've been in that unlovable, that bunny is like thing state. He's Mm. really known how to one, call me out, but also be really loving and compassionate. And that's, I think why it's so, why relationships are, yeah, so amazing for that reason. Um, yeah, and I think we need these tools or tools like these to be able to navigate relationship where things can get so heated yeah. and um, the, the blocks sort of between us connect and clash and lock, you know, and this is often where people feel they need to break up rather than, um, you know, work through um, what's going on so that you can get onto the other side of it and, um, you know, potentially relationships can get better and better with time yeah. rather than worse and worse. You know, I know my relationship working with these tools in my own relationship, my relationship gets better and better with time, more and more love, less and less upsets and dysfunction. Mm. So, um, you know, that's where we need to go as a humanity. I think we need to be working to be bringing ourselves up, doing whatever it takes to um, do the inner work so that we can start to transcend these blocks that might have been passed on intergenerationally, you know, by our parents, grandparents, and going back, that we be the ones that can work it out and stop it from being passed on um, to our kids. You know, it's very possible. It's what I'm doing in my practice with people every day, and it's very empowering. And, yes, it's challenging at times, but I think mainly the people I work with experience it to be a very enjoyable process. What, what do you think about that, Delaney? Um, yeah. Once you get it, once you, <laughs> me, the first few sessions, I would, still, I still didn't really <laughs> yeah. get, it, you know, and I remember you saying, Delaney, yeah. you're not on the block yet. You've got to get on the true block, which is like the true scale yeah. you described as being really honest yeah. with myself and my own feelings, which I had no yeah. idea at that state really how yeah. to do but now, yeah. yeah, it's so enjoyable and I look forward to our sessions and mm. learning and expanding and it's fun. And sometimes I get mm. nervous to come to you because I feel there's mm. a baggage present. It's going to get seen. Mm. But, I, but I look forward mm. to that. It's like cleaning. It's like I go in mm. and get clean. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> cleaning station. Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, and, you know, just to talk to what you're bringing up there, you know, the first few sessions and we had together, I think some of that um, challenge could also have been about, you know, you've done a lot of new age work or a lot of healing work in the new age movement, which I think there's a lot of great stuff in the new age movement, but there's a lot of um, concepts that aren't freeing or are entrapping in some way. So, you know, like a lot of different themes, there's, um, you know, the, the parts that are very freeing and then there's parts that are not. So um, it, it can be, you can get trapped even in, you know, uh, philosophies that have the intention to free or you go into them to free yourself up but you end up, you know, getting trapped in some non-truth. So I think there was some things like that playing out possibly in the first few sessions from some of the work that you've done before what, yeah. what do you think that's I, accurate yeah i because i i went into becoming a yoga teacher and um mm-hmm. a bit of ego was involved like i really enjoyed mm-hmm. the you know i felt like that superiority in a, in a sense of like i wasn't aware mm-hmm. of it at the time but it was like oh people yeah. see it as like i understand it and i've got it all sorted out mm-hmm. which then yeah. kept me yeah. in a box of Oh, I don't have any mm. learning to do. But then I'd also go mm. to healers and like Reiki people and that and kind of feel myself give my power away and just be like, oh, fix mm. me. There's some block in me instead of me feeling it for myself and doing work with. Mm. That's, that's how I can really see the difference with having a session with you and mm-hmm. being like you, you put it all back on me, like feel it, speak it. Mm holding like mm. it's all it's all my responsibility whereas mm. i was kind of not taking any real responsibility mm. beforehand 
and using a lot of spiritual yeah. terms and I would dress a certain way, go to certain festivals and pretend I was like really, you know, like mm. open when I actually wasn't that comfortable there. And I didn't, I felt a little bit mm. of like just uncomfortability and, and not truth. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you're talking about um, becoming more authentic. Yeah. Yeah. In a sense, I feel like. And how does that feel? How does that feel for you? Becoming more authentic. It feels just safe and like I kind mm. of sturdy. Yeah. Yep. Um, mm. I don't get as nervous anymore. I don't get as. I just yeah. It's it feels really good and, and empowering and. Mm. Um, clearer. It's a lot clearer. Mm. Mm. Yeah, good on you. Good on you, Delaney. I've really seen that in you, that move to increased authenticity, you know, or increasing authenticity more and more. And yes, I think as you head towards, you know, being yourself, um, more sturdiness and stability and power comes in just in a, in a natural way, which yeah. always feels good. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Um, mm. Well, we're almost out of time. Um, okay. I feel like I've covered most of those other, all the other questions. Could we, okay. yep. um, is there anything you want to touch on more so maybe about what we spoke about before, about less heady, more body at the start? Um. <clears throat> Yeah, we were talking about, you know, I was saying that for the um, podcast today, I didn't want to put in more and more information so that, you know, I think we've got too much information going on mm. um, generally as modern people. And I, I didn't want, you know, people listening to this to then go away and have to try to attain new, um, you know, personal goals through trying to achieve more, you know, there's such, such pressure to achieve. So, you know, when I'm working with someone, I'm trying to help them unravel, not to add in more and more information. Yeah. So that's what we were talking about, wasn't it? How we can speak about the work, what I call, you know, my work's called awareness work, how we can speak about it without creating more mind or more pressure to um, achieve something. Yeah. Um, I thought maybe I could also just talk about, um, you know, the process itself because, um, you know, what, what I'm doing in my work is it's really just communication based. So speaking to people, it's just talking, it's just talk based. Um, so we're, we're discussing things, we're exploring things just through talking. And at different times, there might be a little bit of emotion to feel just in a natural way. Um, and then we're just continuing, continuing on talking. So I just wanted to spell that out, that there's no other, there's nothing else involved. It really is a talking therapy, which counseling and psychotherapy is. Mm. Um, and um, I'm putting together a, a new format for, for my work because I'm, you know, um, often pretty booked out on my one-on-one -on -one work. Uh, these days and so I'm putting together a new format which will be um, online groups and I've got one that will be starting in early September mm -hmm. um, and it will be a, a six-week group um, and we'll meet once a week online and there'll be up to five people per group um, and will be it'll be a transformational group. So over the six weeks, we'll be looking, um, you know, meeting once a week for about an hour and twenty minutes, mm -hmm. uh, and we'll be looking at different concepts that will facilitate a transformational process um, for each person. Uh, so uh, I'm looking forward to that. So I just wanted to put that out there and um, doing group work like that is really fantastic because um, you can create a great support amongst each other mm. and um, as well as, you know, having your own sort of turn to work on things, you're learning how to really be there for others while they're working on things. And we need that ability 
to be there for others, to yeah. um, you know, loving kindness. We we really need to grow in that ability or yeah. get that ability back because yeah. um, the, look at babies, they're very kind, they're very loving, they've very um, got their focus out on their giving. Giving. Yeah. It's you like know, they're not afraid. Speak. But, and we want to, yeah. It's yeah, like they're afraid it. it's not going to ever wear out. I feel like there's a bit of fear. If yeah. I can't, if I keep giving, then I'll just be depleted of all of, yeah. Yeah, which I don't think is the truth. I think it is more of a natural state to be giving to each other. It's like animals do that as well. The animals are very giving. Mm. Um, and it gets covered over by the baggage. So, yeah, these um, little groups really facilitate getting that um, ability back, which is so empowering. Um, so just putting that out there, um, these groups starting in early September online, once a week for six weeks, um, quite reasonably priced. Um, you know, invite anyone who's interested to um, make contact. I'd love to spend a few minutes on the phone with you and just, um, you know, discuss your personal situation. Um, and uh, I think it's going to be um, really empowering and transformational. I'm really looking forward to that. Mm, awesome. Thank you so much, Lisa. Um, I really, really enjoyed our discussion today. And thanks so much for letting me have you on the Lounge Room podcast. Yeah, thank you for inviting me, Delaney. And yeah, you know, really enjoy working with you and um, extending that work that we've done together into sharing um, in this sort of forum. So thank you for that opportunity. Um, yeah, me too. It's been lovely. Um, yeah. I'm always talking about you in my posts and other podcasts and with people because it's yeah. just, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's been just such a gift to have you um, in my life. Mm. And I'm really grateful to have had that opportunity and I'd, I'd love for other people just to, to have the same opportunity. So yeah, thank you for sticking through all the hard times and the challenges and getting to where you are now and, and yeah, just helping others. It's really beautiful. Uh, thanks a lot, Delaney. Yeah, definitely do it because I love to see people freeing up, yeah. um, you know, I am service driven and um, you know, yeah, not so much about me, but about, um, how we can help each other so thanks for passing the work on i appreciate it no worries thank you